It's October 30th, and Omar Khadr has pleaded guilty. Let me jog your memory. There is a 24-year-old Canadian man by the name of Omar Khadr who spent the last eight years in prison at Guantanamo Bay. He was captured when he was 15 years old by American forces in Afghanistan and is accused of throwing a grenade that killed a U.S. soldier. After a year in the notorious Bagram prison in Afghanistan, he was taken to Guantanamo where he waited two years before charges were laid. He is the last Westerner remaining in Guantanamo. The reason? The Canadian government has refused to have anything to do with him. Omar Khadr spent the last eight years denying that he threw that grenade. Now, he has pleaded guilty to all the charges. In exchange, he gets eight more years in prison, and the Canadian government has agreed to repatriate him after one year. This, of course, is the same Canadian government that has refused to have anything to do with Mr. Khadr. Good luck. But I need some help here, and I'm curious to know what you think. This is a case that would fall apart in any court of law. There is no evidence, nothing. Just a scared 15-year-old who was injured at the time of his capture, who, after sitting in limbo for eight years, is offered a deal. Plead guilty, and we'll let you have the opportunity to seek repatriation so you can serve the remaining seven years of your sentence in Canada. Plead not guilty, and continue to rot in jail in Guantanamo. Now that's a choice. The question now is, did he plead guilty so he could be free in eight years, or is he really guilty? What I don't get is this, though. You're in a war, and if the enemy kills one of your soldiers, they can be tried in a court of law? For what? For breaking the law? I thought that's what war was. None of this makes any sense to me. Whether he's guilty or not is not the point anymore. The case has been lost, and it was lost a long time ago. What we now have is an angry young man who probably will not be rehabilitated and who probably hates the United States more than ever. He's probably not too happy with the Canadian government either. So there you have it. The first U.S. military commission trial was of a juvenile who has been charged with war crimes. A young man who, did I mention this earlier, is a Canadian, not an immigrant, born in Toronto. Way to go, Canada, for standing by one of your own. I'm Pedro Guevara Man, and this is Salt and Light Radio. Hello and welcome to Salt and Light Radio. I'm Pedro Guevara Man and sitting here with me is Chris Demetrenko. Hi, Pedro. So, and as always, Mary Rose will be with us with her diocesan update and Lawrence will bring us the Saint of the Week and we're going to be doing something a bit different today, Chris, because, mm-hmm. uh, you know, I, I, I'm sure you've heard of Brother Andre. Well, everyone in Canada now has at least. I, I think so. Thanks to mm-hmm. Salt and Light Television. Thanks to Mary Rose Bacani and Sebastien Lacroix because they made the film. God's Doorkeeper, Mary Rose, as you know, produced God's Doorkeeper, and we have a French version, uh, Portier de Dieu, that Sebastien... uh, And thanks to the Pope for canonizing it. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah, the Pope. Can't forget the Pope. Mm -hmm. So uh, we're going to be speaking with Mary Rose about uh, her documentary, and also in the second half of the program, we'll be speaking with Sebastien Lacroix uh, about the French version. Um, Now, maybe another question for you. Are you familiar with the community of Marie Jeunesse? I am familiar with them. They've they've come by the Salt and Light studio in the past. A wonderful, really joyful community. Yes. Now, you know they have a band in mm-hmm. Ipsa. Mm-hmm. A very musical group. So um, they have a new album. And it's, I actually 
think this is the best one so far. It's 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 excellent. It's called Etre Là. Now you're a French speaker, so that mm-hmm. means being there or be there. Mm-hmm. Etre Là. And uh, so we're going to be speaking with Jennifer Lee. She's a member of that community also in the second half of the show. Um, and uh, we begin, as we always do, with a song. So a song from that album uh, by the group Inipsa. The song is called Chante Alleluia, which means Sing, Sing Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Celui qui tout comme toi, je 
That was our featured group of the week, Inipsa, from the community of Marie Jeunesse, from their new album, the song Chante Alleluia, which means Sing Alleluia. And uh, Chris, Canadian bishops uh, spent all week in meetings. Why? Yes, well, the bishops are having their annual plenary assembly, mm-hmm. which is timed actually very close to when the American bishops are having their own oh, really? meeting. So all of the Canadian bishops have gathered together in um, a pretty small uh, small city or large town called Cornwall, Ontario. They meet yep. there every year. And uh, Pedro, you were there for, yes, for this. I was there on Monday. And the president of the bishops' conference, on behalf of all the bishops who have gathered there, wrote a letter to the Pope. And here's what he had to say. First of all, he thanked the Pope for canonizing Andre Bisset, who we now know uh-huh. as Saint Brother Andre. And he also says that the bishops, quote, rejoice because of the Pope's focus on the new evangelization. And the Pope has done a lot on this topic in the last couple weeks. Now, the new evangelization means restoring the faith in countries that have historically had a Christian presence. Mm-hmm. So essentially, you know, new missionary efforts at areas that have already been evangelized in the past. And uh, the Pope has called for a synod of bishops on the new evangelization for next year. That'll be happening mm-hmm. next October. He also established a new Vatican Council dedicated to the new evangelization. Now, Bishop Morissette informed the Pope that a lot of the bishops meeting in Cornwall will be focused on that topic. And he noted two other topics of the plenary assembly in Cornwall. One of them is the implementation of Anglicanorum Chaitibus, which is the Pope's initiative to welcome Anglicans into the Catholic Church. Okay. And the other is development and peace, which is the international development arm of the Catholic Church in Canada. There's been some controversy about some initiatives that they have funded. Now, uh, Bishop Morissette said the bishops are looking at the, quote, mission and renewal of development and peace in light of caritas in veritate. That's the Pope's social encyclical that he issued last year. Now, the other letter that I want to talk to you about is, Mm -hmm. I guess, going in the other direction. It's a letter from the Pope to the whole Catholic Church uh, on the subject of migrants and refugees. Now, the Pope, in short, is asking the world to become one human family, which is a really nice sentiment. And uh, he's issuing this letter for the World Day of Migrants and Refugees. That actually will be celebrated January 16th, but he's already released the letter. Right. And in the uh, the message, he's asking Catholics to pray that their hearts would be open to migrants in a spirit of Christian welcome. He also says that nations have the right to defend their own borders and that migrants have a duty to integrate into their host country. And I think this is an issue of, of refugees uh, and and immigration uh, more broadly that's going to continue to be a big topic in the church. Uh, the, the church has spoken out on behalf of, of um, the Roma people uh, in Europe. That's a big issue. And then here in North America, the subject of, of, of immigration from, from Mexico is one that the church is speaking uh, out a lot about. Absolutely. So I guess that's a, one more thing that we'll be hearing uh, hearing more about as it develops. Well, thank you, Chris. Always fascinating to hear your commentary on the news. Our, our, our Salt and Light Radio news producer, Chris Demetrenko. Um, but don't go anywhere, because coming up is our new segment, Saint of the Week. You're listening to Salt and Light Radio on the Catholic Channel, Sirius 159 and XM 117. 
I'm Pedro Guevara Man. Our email address is radio at saltandlighttv.org and our website, saltandlighttv.org slash radio. Coming up is Mary Rose with a glimpse into her new film, God's Doorkeeper. But first... Saint of the Week. Here's Lawrence. All right, so, um, as most people know, we have this Monday, November 1st, is All Saints. Um, Mm -hmm. So, All Saints is usually a holy day of obligation in in the Latin rite, uh, Roman Catholics. It is but in not Canada? It's but not, not in Canada, Canada. no. no. Um, uh, however, Eastern Catholics celebrate All Saints on the first Sunday after Pentecost. So okay. it's just the Latin rite okay. that celebrates it on the first. And um, so basically, it's a, it's a time for us to pray to all the saints. Now, interestingly enough, Pope Urban IV in the 13th century said, any negligence, omission, and irreverence committed in the celebration of saints' feasts throughout the year is to be atoned for by the faithful and thus due honor may still be offered these saints. So So what what does that mean? So basically, if you were a bit lazy throughout the year in in, um, praying to the saints on their various feast days, this is the day when you can make amends for all those those other feast days that you didn't celebrate or enough or... Okay, but is there a, a, a an obligation to celebrate saints' days? No, is I there? guess not. Yeah, I don't. I don't, know. I don't I think, think there so. there isn't an obligation, but it's still um, we should still honor the saints, and this okay. is a way. Yeah. this day is a way of us to honor all the saints, and especially those that we didn't honor throughout the year. Yeah, especially because there aren't enough days of a year to honor all the saints <laughs> yeah, anyway, right? Exactly. So we've we've had saints throughout the year, but not everybody gets a day. So exactly. today, I mean, on November first is the day when we can celebrate right. all of them okay okay but i want to i want to focus on all souls um I okay think, i don't think that's as as well known as it all saints so that's on the the second the next day after all saints is all souls day okay and so we commemorate the faithful departed in purgatory that's the church suffering so these are the people who are we don't know are in heaven yet they're the they're the ones that they're those they who have died saints. that are going to go to heaven okay but they need purification like we all need to be purified okay so they're in purgatory mm-hmm. and so in the liturgy um we pray for them um throughout all liturgies but specifically that day um we, pr- we pray for their them to be purified and for them to enter heaven okay now um pope benedict's encyclical spes salvi yeah um on hope yes he says that um, now a further question arises: If purgatory is simple, simply purification through fire in the encounter with the Lord, Judge and Savior, how can a third person intervene, even if he or she is particularly close to the other? When we ask such a question, we should recall that no man is an island, entire of itself. Our lives are involved with one another; through innumerable interactions, they are linked together. No one lives alone. No one sins alone. No one is saved alone. Hmm. The lives of other others continually spill over into mine in what I think, say, do, and achieve. This is the Holy Father. Yes. And conversely, my life spills over into that of others for better and for worse. So my prayer for another is not simply extraneous to that person, something external, not even after death. In the interconnectedness of being, my gratitude to the other, my prayer for him, can play a small part in his purification. 
and for that there is no need to convert earthly time into God's time. In the communion of souls, simple terrestrial time is superseded. It is never too late to touch the heart of another, nor is it ever in vain. Right, so basically we're all connected and we need to pray for each other. Yeah, we're the body of Christ. Yes. We need to pray for each other. And I think it's, I think it's interesting that he says at the end that, that, there, that earthly time is not heavenly time. Mm-hmm. So it's never, it's never too late to pray for our dead grandpa or yeah. even like our ancestors. Yes, absolutely. Well, good. Um, thank you, Lawrence. So uh, November 1st, All Saints Day. November 2nd, All Souls Day. So that's the day when we can uh, remember all the people we love who are now in purgatory and all the people we love who are also in heaven. Um, In the second half of our program, we'll be speaking with the producer of the French version of the Brother André film, Portier de Dieu, Sébastien Lacroix. So stay tuned. Hello, this is Tony Melendez. You're listening to Salt and Light Radio on the Catholic Channel, Sirius 159 and XM 117. God bless you. Salt and Light Radio also heard at saltandlighttv.org slash radio. I'm Pedro Guevara Man, and here back with us is Mary Rose. Thank you, Pedro. So for events across Canada, if you are interested in the topic of interfaith dialogue in this 21st century, join Youth and Young Adults for Theology on Tap at St. Mark's College in Vancouver. Oh, great. So Rabbi Robert Dom talks hmm. about the challenges and possibilities when it comes to interfaith dialogue. That's Thursday, November 4th from 6 to 9 p.m., beginning with Mass. Hmm. For more info, check the Vancouver Archdiocesan website. And the Medicine Hat Catholic Board of Ed is offering a day of training in Pope John Paul II's Theology of the Body as it relates to teenagers. We Mm -hmm. had this last week, and it Mm -hmm. seems to be an ongoing topic, very popular. Mm -hmm. It's 12 lessons of training for anybody working with teenagers. It will take place on Monday, November 1st at the FCJ Christian Life Center in Calgary. Now, the Edmonton Archdiocesan website is posting this event, also because they are organizing a bus to travel to Calgary for this training session. And it will leave the Catholic Pastoral Center at 6 a.m. on November 1st and return to Edmonton following the training session. So find out more information at the Edmonton Archdiocesan website. Mm. And I know... uh, Christmas isn't here yet, but... <laughs> People are already <laughs> counting down. <laughs> and you uh, the mall? <laughs> Halloween is, is almost nothing compared to Christmas. No. Um, the Archdiocese of Winnipeg is calling Catholics home for Christmas. Nice. Catholics who have been away from the church for whatever reasons or for however long are invited to Catholics Coming Home, a series of six Tuesday evening sessions, 7 to 9 p.m., beginning Tuesday, November 2nd at St. Ignatius Church. And a team of lay people will be facilitating the evening, designed as a journey of reconciliation. So check the Winnipeg Archdiocesan website for more info. Mm. Now, Toronto seems to be always busy yes. with Office of Catholic Youth, Faith Connections, Archdiocesan uh, events. So three events coming up. St. Joseph the Worker Parish in Thornhill is exploring Catholicism's most controversial issues this fall. On Wednesday, November 3rd, the topic is, Is the Church Anti-Women? An exploration of women's role in the church. Guest speaker is Dr. Gabriela Alfano. That's Wednesday, November 3rd at St. Joseph the Worker Parish in Thornhill from 7.30 to 9 p.m. And free babysitting available, the least the church can do Very for you. Very important <laughs> to show that the church is not against women. Now, Catholic Cemeteries for the Archdiocese of Toronto invites all families to participate in their annual All Souls Day Mass on Saturday, November 6th at 2 p.m., 
at their different cemetery locations. Mm -hmm. For more information, and the masses are in different languages, yeah. go to their website, catholic-cemeteries.com. And if you're inclined to do something else on that day, Faith Connections is organizing their hike and prayer, which they do a couple times a year. Yes. So young adults 18 to 39 are invited on a fall hike to explore the ways different cultures celebrate All Souls Day. That's Saturday, November 6th, from 2 to 4.30 p.m. at Necropolis Cemetery in Toronto. There's also a mass nearby at Our Lady of Lourdes Church at 5.15 p.m. for those who would like to go to mass after the hike. And that's all for uh, this week, Pedro. Very good. Thank you very much, Mary Rose. Um, but Mary Rose is going to stick around so because uh, we're going to continue our conversation. Um, uh, but just a reminder to all of you, remember to tell us what's happening in your diocese. We always want to know, and we're happy to let other people know uh, what's happening in your diocese. So it's as easy as sending us an email, radio at saltandlighttv.org. You're listening to Salt and Light Radio on the Catholic Channel, Sirius 159 and XM 117. Lawrence is going to be back shortly with our programming news, but first, Mary Rose is still here. We're going to do something a little different today because you just finished production on a major documentary, Mary Rose. She's exhausted. <laughs> the Brother Andre thing, that, that there was like an event, and now it's like the month of Brother Andre. <laughs> no, no, um, no the, the, the past five months of Brother the Andre. The past five months <laughs> of Brother Andre. So the, the name of the film is God's Doorkeeper. Uh, maybe quickly, why? For people who are just hearing the name Brother Andre for the first mm. time, why? what's the significance of this man? Well, uh, the title, you mentioned that, he was a doorkeeper, which meant um, in his time when he was uh, a brother of the Congregation of Holy Cross, his main task was as a doorkeeper. He was just a, a humble a man, porter. so he was given humble yeah. tasks. Yeah. Doorkeeper, porter, doorman. And he did that for 40 years at a boys' um, school mm -hmm. uh, run by the Congregation of Holy Cross. Mm -hmm. So his task physically was to open doors for people. He, they're just, you know, today's receptionist, right? <laughs> they go in. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but he, guard, yeah. what do you need? Um, who are you looking for? So his job was to lead people to other people, right? Whoever right. they're looking for. But um, I guess metaphorically, it became a symbol of what his role ended up being opening doors to God for people because he became a source of healing and conversion because of his humility, his prayer life, his openness, his listening heart, his compassion. Right. So that became uh, a symbol for him. Of yeah. And, 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 and of course, there's it's all the miracles and there's the building of the oratory. And we will be talking a little bit about that later with Sébastien Lacroix, who actually mm -hmm. produced the French version of the same documentary. How do you approach Mary Rose? I mean, here's this man. It's a huge story. It's huge significance. You have an hour <laughs> to tell his story. So what is the process for you? Well, first of all, find out what the heck his life story is. <laughs> what is the story? <laughs> okay, because okay. I started off and uh, I wrote this in an article for... Um, Holy Cross in the U.S., they have a magazine called Choices uh -huh. for the vocation office. And they asked me, what did you learn about Brother Andre and what is his impact today? And I told them what I'm going to tell you now, that when I started off um, being assigned this project in late April by, by Father Thomas Rizika, all I knew was that he built St. Joseph's Oratory. Really? That was really it. So um, Jean-Guy de Buc's biography, uh, I think it was Brother Andre, Friend of the Suffering, Apostle of St. Joseph, something mm -hmm. like that, published by Ave Maria Press, a great book. I mm -hmm. recommend it to everybody. Okay, what's it called again? Um, uh, Brother Andre, uh -huh. uh, Friend of the Suffering, Apostle of St. Joseph. Yeah. I may have switched those two uh, okay, titles around, but, but that's what it is. 
great book. It really showed me the heart of Brother Andre. And I think in, in a big project like this, it's always important to start off with what's the heart of this man? What is the heart of the story? Right. Because I could get carried away with all the details. Then there were there are lots of details, lots uh -huh. of things I omitted in the telling of the story. But um, that's how I start. Find out the heart of the story. What is the significance, his impact? Um, and who can tell the story best? So to look for those people. So and, and, and who did you find? Who can tell the story best? Um, the people who know his heart. Not uh, so you have you have the biographer who can tell all these details. Details, facts. yes, facts. But there are people who who feel his story, who live out his story today, and those are the key people who gave me the, the greatest anecdotes. There's brother Fernand Bisset, distant relative. Okay, so maybe not necessarily people who knew him, but like in in the case of of, uh, of the, he's a relative, mm -hmm, he's a, mm -hmm. a nephew. A, yeah, distant relative. Yeah, who is also a brother of Holy Cross. That's right. That's right. Okay, and he said he didn't know about Brother Andre too much, but he had the pressure from others. Oh, you're a beset. Yeah. Are you following in his footsteps? You know, and but he never thought much about him until he, he had a bit of a conversion in India when he was working there. Um, but he lives out compassion in his ministry to sex offenders. Yeah, which is phenomenal. And, and I was going to ask you about that because I think that had I um, made the film, I don't know if I would have taken that approach, but, but the fact that you focus on this man's ministry to sex offenders, which you would think has nothing to do with the story of Brother Andre, but it does. Mm -hmm. Well, because the important part in, in our work at Salt and Light is to make the story relevant, is to find out why, is, why does the story matter to us today? Why do we need to know about it? What can we learn from it? What does it have to teach us? So in combining the contemporary stories with the story of Brother Andre and showing that the saints live among us today, they're not just p dead people yes. in a canon you know, the canon of saints. Yes. Um, but they are truly alive and make an impact when we invoke their aid, when we pray to them, when we strike a relationship with them. So that was important. And that was, I think, the, uh, sort of what was asked of me by Father Thomas yeah, Rizika. That's a great. Thank you so much. Now, I, I, we're not going to tell you where to get the movie. <laughs> we're going to make you wait. I'm going to be talking with uh, Sébastien Lacroix in the second half of the show. He produced the French version of the, sh uh, of the, of the documentary. And uh, you, you can find out how, how more details as to how to get the film and, uh, or where to watch it. So thank you, Mary Rose. Mary Rose Bacani, Salt and Light TV producer and our diocesan update <laughs> uh, specialist. And also coming up in the second half of Salt and Light Radio is our featured group in Ipsa of the community of Marie Jeunesse. We'll be speaking to one of their members about their new album. So stay tuned. Hi, I'm Mary Richard. And I'm Louis Richard. You're listening to Salt and Light Radio on the Catholic Channel. Sirius 159 and XM 117. I'm Pedro Guevara Man. You can write to us at radio at saltandlighttv.org. And our website is saltandlighttv.org slash radio. That's where you can download all our programs. And here back with us is Lawrence with our programming news. Hey, Pedro. So... Uh, today we had the live mass, uh, Thanksgiving mass for the canonization of Brother Andre. That's right, from, from Montreal. Yeah, the Olympic Stadium. And uh, tomorrow, Sunday, mm -hmm. the 31st, we're going to have repeats throughout the day. So check the website for all the particulars. Okay, so that's our website, saltandlighttv.org, for uh, specific details as to when the rebroadcast of the Thanksgiving mass for Brother Andre will be on Sunday tomorrow. That's right. This Wednesday, November 3rd at 8 p.m. Eastern, 9 Pacific, we have Nothing More Beautiful. This is the first episode of brand new third season. Mm -hmm. um, so basically, Nothing More Beautiful is an initiative of the Archdiocese of Edmonton. It's uh, a series of catechesis and witness talks. Um, and so that's 
this Wednesday, November 3rd, 8 p.m. Eastern, 9 Pacific. That's right. So if you're, uh, if you're not in the Edmonton area or you are in Edmonton but you missed Archbishop Smith and uh, Nothing More Beautiful, you can watch it on Salt and Light Television again. So that's Wednesday. Is it going to be every Wednesday, every other Wednesday? We're not no, sure. this is, it changes. Okay. This so is the first one, and then the next one will be in a little bit. Okay, so we'll November see. 3rd at 8 p.m. Eastern, 9 Pacific. Right. First, uh, uh, nothing more beautiful of the new season. That's right. Uh, next day, Thursday, November 4th, uh, live at 6.30 a.m. Eastern, we have uh, the Papal Mass for the deceased cardinals and bishops from the past year. Okay. And uh, we'll rebroadcast that at 2.30 p.m. Eastern, 11.30 a.m. Pacific. Okay. Thursday, November 4th. Excellent. And the Holy Father is going to Spain. That's right. He's going to Spain. He's going yeah. to Spain on Saturday, November 6th to Sunday, November 7th. Um, check the website for more details. Um, basically, he's going to visit Santiago de Compostela yeah. on the Saturday and then Barcelona on the, on Sunday. the Sunday. So you can watch all those events <laughs> nonstop <laughs> on Salt and Light Television. And again, a reminder, if people are outside our broadcasting area... All our programming is streaming live online, saltandlighttv.org. Um, so it's just easy as a click, a That's click right. of the mouse. Um, so uh, you can watch uh, what the Pope is doing in Spain. Thank you, Lawrence. Uh, that's it for the first half of Salt and Light Radio, but stay tuned because uh, coming up is Salt and Light TV producer Sebastien Lacroix. He's going to tell us all about the new Salt and Light film on Brother André, Portier de Dieu. Um, and our featured musical group is also a French-Canadian group in Ipsa from the community of Marie Jeunesse, so don't go anywhere. Brother André Bessette was a Holy Cross brother in Montreal. In the late 19th, early 20th century, he was a humble man, the doorkeeper or porter at Notre Dame College in Montreal. He's also the man who built... Not by himself, clearly, but he began the building of the now famous St. Joseph Oratory in Montreal. And, and uh, many miraculous healings are credited to his, his, to his intercession. Now, two weeks ago, André of Montreal was elevated to the rank of sainthood and Salt and Light producer Sébastien Lacroix was very much a part of those celebrations. Uh, Sébastien, welcome back. Welcome back to Salt and Light Radio. Nice to have you here. Thank you, Pedro. So we were talking to Mary Rose a bit earlier uh, on the show because she was also part of the, the five-month uh, <laughs> celebrations of, uh, of uh, Brother Andre. Now, w she, she spoke about the importance of Brother Andre. We know that he was a humble man, and I th that seems to be an important thing. Mm -hmm. We know he built the oratory, mm -hmm. um, but we haven't talked a lot about the, the miracles. Can you tell us a little bit about sort of the significance of the miracles? Yeah, the miracles. Uh, already in the 30s, there were a couple of hundreds of miracles attrib attributed to Brother Andre. And these are healings, people that were sick that were healed, mostly. Most of them, yes, were that. But always, every single Brother Andre would say, it's not me, it's St. Joseph, or it's God through St. Joseph. I'm only praying, I'm turning to St. Joseph. And so those miracles, and very early, he became to be known as the Miracle Man of Montreal, uh -huh. the Domaturge du Mont Royal. So that, that's, and people started flooding on the mountain way before the whole, this big basilica was built. And yeah. so 
but there was something more than miracles and healings and i think we presented that uh, nicely in the, in, the in our in the movie that it's yes healings like physical healings but beyond and more than that spiritual healings because a lot of people who would go to brother andre were not at peace with themselves with god with the church and he would always say well go back to the sacraments go see a priest because he was a brother go mm -hmm. see a priest go to the sacrament of reconciliation and often it would be more um, women who would go and seek his advice or healings or prayers and all that but those women those wives would bring their husbands with uh -huh. them and that's how brother andre would get to the husbands through the wives right and that's how he got to to have several friends several men who became very close friends to him interesting so you as a as a filmmaker how do you how do you go about telling this huge story in an hour as a very humble <laughs> filmmaker <laughs> like brother andre but and that's something about humility if you allow me yeah because you're telling the the story of a saint but of this little man who yes built an oratory but who did very simple things all all his life long and I, I discovered the value of humility and authentic humility. It's not, it doesn't mean having your, as we say in French, having your head between, between, between your, le at your yeah, yes. between your legs and oh my God. No, but it's uh, acknowledging that there is someone greater than you, uh -huh. to whom you, to whom you can turn to. And that's what Brother Andre did. And I think that's what we did in five months to achieve this yes. film, whatever. Uh, you it's by meeting people and letting people tell their story right. and that's what brother andre did he was listening to people although there was little time and there were hundreds of people every day seeking wanting to see him he still was listening to them mm -hmm. now just to know for anyone joining at this time you're listening to salt and light radio i'm pedro guevara man and we're speaking with sebastian lacroix about the new film uh, about brother andre uh, Portier de Dieu, the English version, uh, was produced by Mary Rose Bacani, uh, God's Doorkeeper. Now, I I'm curious about the letting people tell their stories because I was intrigued by, because uh, I don't think I would have approached the story the same way, that the fact that we all of a sudden are in Portland, Oregon, and mm -hmm. there's a, you know, foot washing of, of, of street people. And, and so the choice to, to tell those stories. Yeah, because how do you make... A, a 19th century figure relevant for our day, for our time, for uh -huh. young people today. Okay. The church was very different. The world was very different 150 or 160 years ago. Mm -hmm. So how, how could Brother Andre, what does it mean to be a poor, humble, humble servant today like Brother Andre? And so a great exemplification of that is that downtown chapel. In, in, in yeah, which Oregon. is a ministry of the of the Holy of Holy Cross, and I, th I think it was perfect, and it go it goes beyond any boundaries you could imagine, and yeah. that, that was a true quality and gift of Brother Andre to to look at people and to it didn't discern boundaries, uh -huh. poor rich. English or French. I was going to ask you about that. Which was a big deal at the time. I was going to ask you about that because uh, I actually heard yesterday that um, 
that he spoke quite good English. That I mean, he worked in the states. That's because he worked in the states for a couple of years, and and who knew? Of course, he didn't know he would need uh, that English he learned in the states would be very useful yeah. later on, because the greatest contributors to the oratory, to the foundation, the establishment of the oratory, were uh, several Protestants. Oh, interesting, yeah. Financially, and the first biographer of Brother Andre Was an Anglican, no? Imagine. Yeah, interesting, <laughs> an English. At the time, you couldn't, I mean, especially here in Canada, the dialogue between Catholic and Protestant a and Anglicans, it, it was very tense, and you have the language issues, French and English, and for Brother Andre, that didn't matter at all. Now, do you think that even still today, the the figure of Brother Andre, the the, the s even the physical structure of that basilica, the oratory, is is an opportunity for English, French, Catholic, S Protestants exactly to come together? Exactly, because if Brother Andre were here today, it would be not only English, French, Anglican, and Catholics. It would be, and it is Buddhist, oh. Sikh. Yeah. All kinds of people go to the oratory. Yes. They do their sometimes their own devotions. Mm -hmm. We were there filming, and you see the, uh, I, I presume, Hindus. Yeah. But they went and to pray to Brother Andre. And so there is an integration without, deni without denying, never de denying that it's a Catholic right. sanctuary. Interesting. And it's, it's, it belongs to the Catholic faith, but it's open to everyone. And I... I convinced that Brother Andre is and is happy of that today. So he's he's not just a saint for Catholics, he's no. a saint for, for everyone, certainly for the people of, of Absolutely. Quebec. Absolutely. Um, and that's that's for everyone. Um, I don't want to let you go without asking you, because I know you, you, <laughs> you have a new baby. Um, congratulations. <laughs> yes. And you deserve a break. But what's what's new for you? What, what are you working on next? Bella, uh, <laughs> we were in the coverage of the, this great event, the great celebration you spoke about at the Olympic Stadium. Yes. Uh, there's, there, there's something going on. It's not a return. I mean, we're not going to see the church of 50 years ago back in Quebec, for instance. Mm -hmm. But there is a momentum, not only because of Brother Andre, but because of young people and movements and, and salt and light. Salle Lumière is right in the middle of that, contributing to that new, fresh, green uh, coming out of, of the soil. The new spring. Absolutely. Nice. And it's good to be working with you on that. I, I, I suppose Likewise. I can say that I'm part of that. Thank you very much. Um, Sébastien Lacroix, Salt and Light TV producer. He is the producer of Portier de Dieu, um, God's Doorkeeper, the, the French version of the film on Brother André Besset. You can find out more about that film, either the French version or the English version, and how to purchase it at our website, saltandlighttv.org. And you can also write to us, tell us about your experience with Brother André um, or your experience with, with healings, uh, physical or, or spiritual. Write to us at radio at saltandlighttv.org. Here now is our featured group of the week in Ipsa with another song from their new album, Etre La. Uh, the song is Etre La Ou Tu Es. I had Sebastian here, so I have to make sure that I'm pronouncing it right. That means be there where you are.
listening to Salt and Light Radio heard on the Catholic Channel and on the internet at saltandlighttv.org slash radio. I'm Pedro Guevara Man. And that was in Ipsa with Etre là où tu es, which means be there where you are from their new album Etre là. In Ipsa is the musical group of the community of Marie Jeunesse, um, a new community founded in Quebec in the early 80s with a spirituality that centered around Mary and the Eucharist. And Jennifer Lee is a member of the community of Marie Jeunesse, and she joins us now to tell us more. Jennifer, welcome back to Salt and Light Radio. Thank you, Pedro. It's a joy to be here. Yeah, no, it's good to have you. Um, so can you uh, maybe explain, because uh, I think I was even confused. So Inipsa, because yes. I even said it's the musical group, but it's not the only musical group of the community, because you have a choir. Yes, you're right. 
And then INIPSA is, has a very particular, I guess, mandate, maybe. Is that fair to say? Yes, that's very fair to say. Um, I'd say that INIPSA was also, it began in the 80s at the same time as a community. Uh-huh. Um, it's more of a praise and worship group um, that kind of started simply just to help uh, the praise of the young people that were uh, gathered at different uh, there are different gatherings in the beginning of Marie Jeunesse. Okay. And so um, I think um, I, I won't say that it would be completely apart from Marie Jeunesse, but it's a special group that's there to evangelize through um, a little more upbeat kind of music um, and to share the joy of believing in Christ. Okay, so they're doing uh, music for mainly for young people. That's That's not to say that older people can't participate uh, or to say that Marie Jeunesse doesn't serve the young people but Inipsa does <laughs> do you know yeah. what I mean yes um, um, I've heard also that older people listen to the CD we, we thought it would be more like for the young people but m- a lot of elderlies prefer listening to the Inipsa CD and they tell us that there's oh really? a lot of uh, they, that they could connect to a lot of songs really yes um, the, 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 the name Inipsa what does it mean it means in her um, in the Catholic Church, but also in Mary. So throughout even the j- just the title of the group, and we could find the spirituality of Marie Jeunesse um, in the contemplative way of singing and playing music, and also in the evangelizing. Okay, cool. And and this recording, w- it was it was it's a live recording. Obviously, I mean you can tell it's live. So yeah. it was uh, was there a, a reason behind doing it live or? Um, I think it was just to help other people, well, anybody that would be listening to the CD to come and participate in our kind of daily praise and worship night, what it would look like. Ah. Um, At the same time, it is live, but it would be different than um, a live that we would think of, like in a huge stadium and 30,000 people screaming or anything. There's um, an intimate ambience in the CD that kind of helps you... um, it's like as if like we're opening the door to our community and that the people that listen kind of enter our, our prayer style, our, they could taste our spirituality. Um, and even in Inipsa, it's kind of like the intimate to be, in a way, stuck uh, to put our, our head on the chest of Jesus. And mm. we kind of feel like the family uh, ambience. Right. Now, you said you mentioned that there's a, did you say a weekly praise and worship evening? Um, yes. Well, once in a while, we, we would do uh, like... A Maybe on Thursdays would be, we'd gather, not necessarily with Inipsa, but um, to praise and worship. Um, music is very important in the community. Yes. So, yeah. Okay, <laughs> right, and 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 the whole community. But the, you're, I mean, you're in Sherbrooke. So is Inipsa based in the Sherbrooke community, or are they in both? Um, I'd say Inipsa, the group, would be um, mainly located in Sherbrooke. Uh huh. Um, um, at, at Lille de la Réunion, they have another group, mu- a musical group that helps also okay. um, in Belgium also, but Inipsa kind of stays for um, the formation house or the mother house in Sherbrooke. Okay, and so Sherbrooke is the mother house. Okay, just a note for anyone joining the program at this time, you're listening to Salt and Light Radio. I'm Pedro, and we're speaking with Jennifer Lee. She's a member of the community of Marie Jeunesse, La Famille Marie Jeunesse, and we're talking about the band Inipsa and their new album, Etre La. So, I'm curious. So it's a it's a band. Does it work? Does it function as a band? Like who writes the music? I, I, I had a sense that this album was different than some of the previous albums. Yeah. Almost as if the music was written by someone else or arranged by someone else. Is that? 
uh, is it more of a collaborative effort, or how does it work? Yes, it is. Uh, most of the, the music is group composition. Uh-huh. So even uh, the words, the music, uh, the back vocals, uh, the instruments, the different ways of playing, everything would be together as a group of Inipsa. Uh-huh. Um, at this point, I think it would be interesting for the people to know that Inipsa is not just um, a few members that stay throughout the years, but Inipsa is kind of like in the community, so even the members kind of like rotate. So people come and go. Yes. Um, which is different to other, I know, any mu- other musical group. Like, for example, if I would say the Beatles, if one of the Beatles go yeah, away, yeah, yeah, th- then the Beatles are no more. Yeah. Um, I was uh, I, I was thinking of that because when I met Inipsa yes. in 2001, mm-hmm. when we were preparing for World Youth Day, I mean, probably none of those members are there now. Yes. Um, in that way, Angel- um, Andrian, which is kind of like uh, the person that helps. I would say the leader and uh, Emmanuel um, kind of like um, say that the Inipsa is like a school for music. Okay. Um, more than just some people would join Inipsa without even knowing how to play, for example, the bass or uh-huh. any other instrument, uh-huh. and they would learn with the other members um, how to praise the Lord through an instrument that they'll start to learn and, and practice. Okay, I was wondering about that because I always think of Marie Jeunesse and I think, well, you, you have to be musically inclined to even qualify <laughs> to join. You know, it's yeah. like everybody's a musical and, and the, the, the people who do the step dancing, is like, how is it that they all can dance? Um, it's just, uh, so obviously it's not a requirement. Uh, we understand why music is important, I think. Yeah. So uh, people... I mean, obviously someone like you, you're a keyboard player, you're a piano player. You obviously knew how to play the piano before you joined Marie Jeunesse. Yes. But someone who doesn't know an instrument might join the community and say, hey, I want to be part of the band and learn. Mm-hmm. So that's possible. Um, it is possible, but at the same time, I think um, Inipsa is also a ministry that the community asks a person to join. Oh, okay. So obedience. Um, also, throughout the the ministry of of praise and worship, uh, that doesn't um, that doesn't stop one person to start learning the piano, for example, or yeah, et yeah, yeah. Um, But the mission of Inipsa would be more like the a, 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 a kind of community starts as praise on top of some people, and they would see, okay, well, um, we'll ask these people to join Inipsa for this year or for the next two years or whatever. Okay, <coughs> a- and how, uh, how many members does Inipsa have at, at any given time, more or less? Um, it could go, f- in the beginning there were maybe, I don't know, 5, 10, but now they're close to 15 people. Oh, really? So it's a big group? Yes, it is a big group. Okay, so, and, and the, I mean, obviously you can, uh, you can hear in the recording, you can hear, you know, there's a violin or maybe two violins and there's bass and drums and all that, electric guitar, so just any instruments that might be available? Yes. You'd have? Yes. And any number of singers? Yes, well. also. Um, what's also interesting about this CD is that um, by the fact that it was registered, recorded live, uh-huh. the whole community was participating uh, at this recording. So right. in the background, you could kind of hear the little shouting and encouraging yes, can, of our brothers can. and sisters for you the can. group. It, it's a great, great album. I, I, I uh, when it was given to me, I heard it and I thought, oh, this is great. It, it's I, as I said, it's it's got a different feel than, than the previous recordings. It's uh, I, I agree with you about the intimate. It, it's it feels like it's a live event, but it feels intimate. It it's it's conducive to to, to prayer and worship. So I, I think you guys are doing a good work. Good Thank good job. So um, so people, uh, the the proceeds from the purchase of the CD goes to support the community and your ministries, right? 
Um, it was mainly done for uh, to help us finance the World Youth Days. Okay. Um, so for next like, year. Yeah, we'd like to go all together to Madrid this year. Uh-huh. So uh, the proceedings for the CD would will help us go to the World okay. Youth Days. So so great. So if people want to support the community of Marijanes to go to World Youth Day Madrid next year, buy the CD. Um, Jennifer, that's all the time we have. But thank you so much for joining us today on Salt and Light Radio and to telling us a little bit more about uh, La Famille Marijanes. Thank you and very about much, Inipsa. And say hello to everyone over in Sherbrooke. Yes, I will. Okay, take care. <laughs> thank you. That was Jennifer Lee, a member of the community of Marie Jeunesse. She spoke to us from their from their uh, mother house in Sherbrooke, Quebec. You can find out more about Marie Jeunesse or about the band Inipsa and how to purchase the music at their website. It's Marie, M-A-R-I-E dash Jeunesse, J-E-U-N-E-S-S-E dot org. We're going to put that link up on our webpage as well, saltandlighttv.org slash radio. Now here now is Inipsa with their new song from the new album, 100% Fils de Dieu, which means 100% Son of God. Mystère de la foi, invisible à nos sens, chérissant de l'amour, incroyable présence. Ce que tiennent nos doigts, le voile sans nuance, mon Seigneur et mon roi, majesté sans défense.
que ta lumière brille Ô oh Dieu de liberté, des illusions faciles Seigneur viens nous sauver Tu m'as aimé jusqu'à verser ton sang Tu t'es donné pour moi gratuitement 100% fils de Dieu 100% Fils de Dieu. We're listening to 100% Fils de Dieu, that means 100% Son of God, by the group Inipsa from the community of Marie Jeunesse. And that's the end of our program this week. If you missed any part of this broadcast or you want to listen to any Salt and Light radio program or check out the links to our artists and guests, just go to our website, saltandlighttv.org radio. And remember, Salt and Light Radio is part of Salt and Light Catholic Media Foundation dedicated to bring light to the world through media. Our executive producer is Brazilian father, Thomas Rosica. Our sound engineer is Javier Capella. And if you'd like to support our ministry, please visit our website, saltandlighttv.org, or send us an email, radio at saltandlighttv.org. Thank you for listening. Have a happy Feast of All Saints. I'm Pedro Guevara Man, and this has been Salt and Light Radio.